Coast to Coast. Your Coast to Coast source for wedding planning and info is live. Live. The Weddingzilla Podcast. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Everything and everyone you need to hear while planning your wedding. Or even just thinking about it. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Featuring interviews and advice from some of the top professionals in the wedding industry. Connect. Facebook. Instagram. Connect on Facebook and Instagram. At The Weddingzilla. At The Weddingzilla. And even submit ideas for future episodes. Welcome to the Weddingzilla Podcast. Hello, hello. This is Wyatt checking in from California. How hello, you doing, Matt? Matt. Johnson checking in from the Washington, D.C. area. You're on the East Coast. And uh, welcome, Wyatt. And welcome to um, Weddingzilla.com here tonight. Yes, yes. So today we have a special guest. We have uh, Lorenzo, who uh, does Screaming Lunatic design agency and we also ha- he also has a uh, Sophia plus Abby which he does uh, wedding invitations wedding design um, for print uh, uh, print media as well as uh, uh, electronic media as well so how you doing Lorenzo good guys how are you doing Matt Wyatt Lorenzo doing well, doing well. here tonight fellow New Jersey yes sir yes sir is everybody a special guest, or is it everybody truly a special? Well, we'll see how this podcast goes. Right? Truly, how I, you are how just I do. truly a special guest here tonight. Only well, thank you for having me on. Well, I guess you're special if you're not regular, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, Lorenzo, how are you doing? Because I heard on your po- on the different podcasts that you do, no one ever asks you how you doing. So, how you, you know? Doing? It's funny you ask. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for asking, Wyatt. I don't know why you would, but thank you for asking. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I, I know you recently went to a Disney World, and, and you said it was a fantastic time. Uh, publicly, I said that yes, I do. I did say that. I had a couple of minor gripes uh, that were small, and it was more so on the business and marketing side. And it was based uh, upon the uh, hefty cost it is to go to Disney. But uh, yes, as a as a general vacation family, uh, it was fantastic. Yes, yes, with my six year old daughter and my wife. Well, I would, I guess, if you compared that to weddings, I mean, weddings are, can be a hefty cost, and I yes. guess you know, couples might not have a good time at their wedding too, possibly. That that is true. Uh, although, uh, I don't know if I can go on Wedding Wire and complain about the Disney part of it, but yes, uh, both both are hefty cost, and for me, both it's one time only. Now. I, I know. I mean, I, I know a little bit of background about it because I, I do listen to some of your podcasts. But yes. uh, elaborate on you know one of the one of your gripes about uh, about Disney World. Oh, you're gonna! I'm gonna be entered into your podcast world as the guy who griped about Disney, the most magical place. Well, well, I think there's what, a connection. I think there's a okay, connection. Okay, I'm gonna to one of your you. complaints, which I, which I you know I'm just gonna give the lead in. So okay. I think one of your concerns was you know. You know, in some of the rides, and I think it was in a specific part part of the park, um, there was like zero entertainment while yes. you waited in line for obscene amount of time. Correct? Yes. So, uh, props to my wife who fast passed the heck out of everything, even times that I didn't think she could. So, in truth, we only waited uh, maybe fifteen twenty minutes for any one ride, except for one that we had to wait fifty five minutes or so. 
with that said, I noticed, especially um, if you guys are familiar with where you can go meet the individual characters because they don't walk around Disney, which was surprising to me. They do it so you have to go into certain places and wait online to meet you know, Mickey or whoever it may be. The thing that I found fascinating was in every one of those spots, whether I was waiting 15 minutes or the one that was waiting nearly an hour, um, in some cases, we were just in an empty room. And it was, you know, the, the, the ropes were let up so we could line up throughout. But there was zero entertainment. I, when I say zero, I mean no music, no TV, no characters making balloons, no nothing. So you had sometimes up to 150 people of which usually half were people under seven years old uh, in a room for an hour. And for Disney, that was blew me away. Yeah. You would expect a whole lot more from that. Yes. Especially considering they do so much coming out from the wall woodwork. Yeah. Uh, So I just think that Disney is so smart that they know something I don't know, which apparently maybe they enjoy having 50 kids running around for an hour. I don't know, but uh, that was very, uh, very eye-opening for me is something that they miss on. Well, and I guess that's something to think about if you're a wedding couple and you're inviting 150 guests and, you know, if you, you know, I I know it it doesn't have happen as much with me, but I do know that um, for, you know, some couples trying to save money, they'll skip having, you know, music during their cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And it'll just be like dead silence. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, at least my experience as a former DJ, um, even if going back to the 90s, uh, we ran the wire and put a speaker in there and played it off of back then the iPod or uh, small uh, pioneers, even if they didn't book it. Um, I think you need music and a bar at all events. Those are two key things, open bar preferably. Correct, correct. But it just goes to show you, I mean, this, I mean, I mean, that's a, obviously a miss, you know, from Disney, but yeah. uh, j- just if it was that big of a deal, I mean, it's something that you notice is waiting there. So think about your guests at different segments of, of, of your, of your event. And I guess, I mean, I, I don't know that we need to, you know, if couples need to entertain their guests the whole time, um, but there's definitely, you know, uh, there shouldn't be large gaps of nothing going on. It can be challenging, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, you would think that, especially if, you know, it depends on who you ask, but sometimes, especially in Jersey, if you have a light cocktail hour in terms of food, I know plenty of people who don't write their check as they do in New Jersey as a gift until they see cocktail hour. Um, so if you're going to go with, if you can't afford it, it you know, and things like that, and it's you're going to have light, even if asking your DJ to run a speaker in there, if whatever it costs a couple hundred bucks or however it is. Uh, I, I think just to, if you want to say enhance possibly a drink or two in everybody to get them moving around or eat so they're not starving. Um, but music is the, uh, the centerpiece of any wedding. Uh, take it from me, whether I'm biased or not, I don't know, but, uh, without music, you're just in a room eating. Yeah, Lorenzo, I don't think you're biased. Uh, my career started in New Jersey. And um, uh, back uh, in the late 90s, uh, we pretty much offered cocktail, if, if we could book the client, uh, pretty much for nothing. I mean, yeah. you would say, the owner would say, what would it, you know, what's a word to just put up a speaker 
and plug in, you know, back then you would, you would uh, put a, a, a cocktail mix into a speaker and walk away and set up your main system just so they, you know, had some background music. It, it really was a low effort job to book the gig. Yeah, I agree. I think it actually goes more deeper than that even. I think it's the business mindset of the company because I know that I used to work with one DJ who back in the day when the, they had the the derby lights and the snowflake lights, right? And that's all we kind of had. Right. That if the bride and groom didn't book it, he said basically, F it, I'm not bringing it. And our logic was, well, you might think that way, but it looks better on us with lights. So we wanted you to book, obviously, and that was a big thing to get the lighting and stuff. But uh, those lights were showing up uh, with even a derby on the floor and two snowflake lights, uh, regardless of whether you paid for it or not, because it looks better on us. So I just think sometimes it's even a mindset there where people or DJs may say, well, they didn't book it, so I'm not playing the music in cocktail hour. And, you know, it's why and I have talked about photo booths even like that. I, it doesn't make sense. Like if you want to be bitter against your client, you're probably not going to last long in this industry anyway. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I would absolutely, if I have to be there, let's say they're, uh, let's say they're, you know, reception doesn't start till uh, cocktail hours from five to six. And I really don't start from six to 10. I have no problem getting there because I'm going to be there at, you know, three 30 anyway. I'll throw a speaker in the other room. Here's your speaker. Here's your sound cocktail uh, mix and uh, roll in and set up my main system. And uh, the cocktail hours going on, everybody's happy. It's, you know, it's a win-win situation, I think, for everybody. It's a no-brainer. Now, the brides shouldn't take that as advice to not book anything and then hope that your DJ does it, uh, unless you're going to book Matt or Wyatt, I guess. But um, don't, uh, you know, well, you know, I think you guys would do the better thing and uh you know run a speaker in there but it it really it doesn't make sense because even though you're on from um it's almost like not doing practice for the big game like if you're there already and you want to get the right audience at the best time possible why wouldn't you just go put music in there it's like practice get them ready warm them up and then you bring them in with a better mood so to me it's just like not even a second thought to do it yeah Mm mm-hmm well, and it goes back to my brand, just like you said. I mean, the lights made it look better, and and I, you know, not to say that you know, I'm, like you said, give free lights to <laughs> all the well, clients. Well, no, it's within reason. But back then, those lights, it was either no lights or like those, you know, dinky lights. Now it's so sophisticated that you're coming in, and they could enhance their package to be like a concert if they wanted to. We're not talking that. We're talking within reason, of course. Yeah. Right, within reason. Yes, I, I think there's a certain things that. Uh, I guess I want my brand to, you know, you're, you're right. Like I, I've made the conscious decision that not, no, a cocktail hour is going to have music. So um, I, I don't care, you know, what price you paid. If you book me, this is, yeah. there's a certain standard that I know you're, it's just automatically going to get that. Yeah. I just, as a, as, a, as someone, if I ran, I would just like not even make it an upgrade. I would add X amount to the package cost and make it as part of it because Especially in Jersey, if you're driving on the parkway, the turnpike, you have to leave the day before basically to get there on time anyway. So uh, you're going to be there anyway. You might as well do something. Exactly, exactly. And then if it enhances the event and it was something that they didn't think was covered, I mean, just it's just that extra cushion for brownie points, which is kind of kind of what I'm looking for. Now, segueing, you know, kind of talking about 
you know, standards and um, what have you, which comes to kind of somewhat of branding and um, going with, you know, your expertise in design and, and what have you, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are the trends, I guess you could say, or what, what, what's, what are important things if you're a wedding couple um, t- as far as, you know, making your event seem somewhat, uh, if you're trying to go with a theme, what, what are key elements to kind of make it consistent? Well, I, I think, you know, you have to first, and I'm always conscious of this as is price, right? You have to understand that, uh, in the speaking of where I come from with weddings, uh, after DJing for many years, um, now with Sophia plus Abby doing day of designs like reception menus and wedding programs, but also doing, um, custom invitations. If you're speaking to, are you speaking to that particularly that topic right now? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, a couple of things to keep in mind when you're going through the, uh, the websites where you can kind of plug and play your information for invitations, as an example, the tricks that they use or one is they'll call it custom, which is, uh, as we say in Jersey, fugazi as can be because everything is custom because it has your name on it. So it's not really custom. You're picking from a template. Right. What ends up happening is the bride, usually the bride sees what they like. They get excited. They go through this process online, which sometimes takes 20 minutes to 45 minutes of them filling out the particulars of the invitation and they're seeing their price and it's the cost of $1.68 per invitation and they're excited. And then they get to the checkout and all of a sudden you see, oh, would you like RSVP envelopes? Would you like an RSVP? Would you like a reception card? On and on and on. And you're already kind of past the dating phase of doing this process 45 minutes in and you're like, ugh, I thought it was going to be at 500 bucks and now I'm at 850. Right. right. Um, so those two concepts, the one of th- getting you in and doing that and also calling it custom, it's not custom. They're putting you, or at least in my eyes, it's not custom. They're basically taking a template, which I don't begrudge the business, but they right. kind of make it seem like you can change a color here and there. But in essence, the only custom part is the information that you actually put in there. Um so I would just know that ahead of time. Pinterest is um, the gift and the curse that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> it's great visuals. And as a designer and a marketing guy, I can tell you that I can make any invitation look like it's a million bucks with a little bit of a vignette shadow and an angle. Um, and what ends up happening is a lot of the Pinterest stuff gets recirculated. But really, those invitations are one of a kind, individually custom made, cost three grand, and they see mimics of it uh, online. And uh, I would always tell you if you're going to go through those websites to order anything, always Etsy everything, order a sample, a sample, a sample immediately. Because the paper quality that you will end up with versus what it looks like is a big, big difference, especially with the laser cut invitation styles. Huh, interesting. Yeah, because the laser cuts, uh, there's literally probably about 20 different photos that get recycled, and they look gorgeous. Now, from what I've gathered, I've come down to the fact that there's only one actual company in America, and they're from, I think they're in Syosset, New York, that actually does the laser cuts. And I got a hold of them. I ordered the samples, all very nice. The problem is, is on the more delicate cuts, the laser, which actually cuts the envelope or the pattern, um, gets so fine that the edges rip. 
So when you're ordering them, if you're ordering that style, you need to order an extra 20 because you're going to get a lot of cuts and rips on them. Right. Um, and if you order white, there'll be burn marks potentially on the inside. Um, I'll give you one last one with the laser. If you notice, uh, well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but all the portfolio pieces on Pinterest and everywhere have it. It's sort of like a gatefold where the flaps are laser cut. They're always open and you see the invitation on the inside. The problem is, is when you fold the gate over it, it looks terrible because it's covering the words and it looks all mishmash. So those are a few tidbits that I would suggest to brides, grooms looking for invitations online. Just uh, order samples and uh, understand that if it's only a couple hundred bucks, it's probably a reason why. Wow, that's incredible. Insightful information. And then you had 200 bucks, for, by the way, for stamps. <laughs> so, you know, it's costly. Uh, that's why I only do custom where I literally start on an absolute blank screen. I design whatever you want. I've done – I get a lot of themed ones. So I've done Game of Thrones weddings, uh, friends uh, weddings, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm also not cheap. So <laughs> – that's good. I'm glad, Lorenzo, you're not cheap. There's a lot of cheap I'm players not. out there, and that's fine. Yeah. But uh, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah, I mean, there are couples who you guys have met, I'm sure, that you. it's almost baffling, but some of them are just like, they don't care about the music. They just want someone to DJ, where and but they care about the flowers and they care about the food. You know, every every couple has their, their things that they like, more, that they're interested in more than the other uh, and willing to pay for it. Some do like the invitations. I had a client today, you know, I spoke with, and uh, um, we went kind of back and forth. And she said, I have a lot $1,000 for my wedding, you know, my reception. I said, okay. And we heard all about good things about your company, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, how did you come up with that number? Well, that's just all we allotted. Yep. And it's like, okay, I, I can help you, but, you know, are you are – you, are you looking for the best DJ in the company to do that? So, you know, you're, you're right. You know, and I asked her how she came up with that number and she, you know, didn't really give me an answer, but that's what we have and you're going to meet it. And yet we heard wonderful things about your company, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, you know, okay, well, I'll find that for you, but don't think you're getting our top notch DJ, you know, uh, for that. So, you know, look at every, we all shop, right? If you want to yeah, go out. Yeah, of course. And, are, you know, you're in a shop, but we, we try and shop for um, an intelligent price at, for a quality product. And um, mm -hmm. uh, but what I found in this industry um, is is this is your wedding day, your right. wedding day. You don't get a second chance at it. Um, why would you bottom shop? I mean, at least if I were, you know, you know, looking for a wedding, I would start from the top and work my way to the bottom, opposed to the way uh, work from the bottom up to the top. But some people do that. They, I'm going to start at the bottom, and okay, okay. I don't. I, well, really, I think it also comes down to though, you know, you know what's important to the couple on that special right, what's day. What's important to them? And and I and I think where Lorenzo comes in is is that you know if obviously you know people I I agree I think Pinterest disappoints a lot of people it does because it they see these cool but it things. helps too so it's like back and forth right it it, it kind of like does hurt and does help 
Right. But I, I mean, I know like there's a florist I talked to here and I know there's several times, hey, can you do this lighting design? Oh, hey, can you do this, you know, this flower arrangement? Sure, but it's not going to be your. It's not going to be forty dollars. You do you you do know how expensive those flowers are, right? In that photo, and that's like a five hundred dollars. Like what five hundred from forty? Yeah, I mean that's that's the difference. And and like I know the work that you do. I mean, literally, it's legitly all cost custom. Yeah. If you want, I mean, if you're looking to be different than everyone else in your, uh, you know, your your family members or your friends. I mean, I know the paper material that you, you use cause you do all our, our print material. Yep. Uh, you know, you've, you've designed, I think what, six websites for me now. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and, and literally, I mean, everything is unique. There's, I mean, you, you can't, I mean, you, you might find similar, but it, but it's, it's legitly unique. Uh, and you know, same thing with couples. I mean, if you're looking to, be impressive or do something nice and yeah you have tons of different options but if you really want to do a custom piece from start to finish and be unique uh and then one of the things i like to do is you know uh, specifically when it comes to invitations because to me i think that's kind of and in some respects maybe possibly the foundation of you know your branding of your wedding per se would you would, would you say that might be somewhat accurate yeah, I mean, I think that uh, couples like the phrase of being branded. Like, the, it, it sounds cool, like it's a hip phrase. But you know, it, you talk about the monogram, right? The gobo, like that kind of style, right? Well, not even the monogram, but I use like I'll I'll take you know their invitation, and then like oh, if I'm yes. doing photo booth for them. Yep. I, I'm going to put that image on their photo booth strips, yep. uh, and I so because I want everything to match, yes. you know. And then if you're going to do if you're going to do, uh, you know, uh, you have seating assignments and you're going to put up a board or you're going to do whatever. I mean, wouldn't you want whatever you started out with to be on that as well? Yeah, I mean, yes. So and I know I've told you this before, Wyatt, but outside of food, which is debatable outside of drinks and music and lighting. And when right. I say lighting, I mean like a light bulb. You, those are the three basic things you need to get married, right? Everything else to me is lux- luxury items. Now, to what level the luxury items are, whether you do a photo booth or you just have your cousin with a camera, right? There's different levels of it. So, and I know I've told Wyatt this several times, I don't get romantic about my business and I don't get romantic about what I offer because what I offer to me is a luxury item. So the if I did a custom wedding program and I did the 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 name board escort cards all that stuff when you see it and you see it play out it looks fantastic but that day for that wedding couple if they don't have it in truth and i know this they won't miss it so i don't get upset when a bride comes to me and says you did our invitations blah blah blah. can you do this like the escort cards right as an example the tent cards or whatever style you want what ends up happening is is that for me it costs more to print because I'm doing them individually rather than go- them going to like Zazzle or somewhere. So I get them done from the wealthier couples. From other couples, I don't, and it looks great when it's there at the table and it pulls the whole day in. But there's been plenty of weddings where I didn't do it for them and the day still was great. So I just don't get. I don't take it personal. I don't get romantic about it. I snicker a little, saying that okay, it's fine yeah. if you're going to go somewhere else where the price is comparable. Because you're not going to get nearly the same service, but I don't. I, I just I just take it for what it's worth, and I just move on with it. Um, but it's always a nice touch. Yes, definitely, all that stuff, the strips, everything. Right, right, right. And then, 
and I think one thing about Pinterest, though, uh, and, and and you know, we kind of I we, we discussed it, but I I think you know, d- just you know, brought couples that are listening to this podcast, and when you look at Pinterest, and 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 don't get me wrong, you know, I'm on there, I post a little bit, not not as much as I I would like to, right. but. You know, and I get you know emails of the different you know because I post lighting design, so then I get lighting design pictures and you know back to me, and I'm looking at those lighting designs and I start looking at okay, where's the lights at and what's this and what's that, and I'm like, there has to be like a hundred lights in some of these rooms, and then trying to duplicate that for you know you know for a specific budget. I mean, it's sometimes it's just it's it's just not it's not going to happen. Well, um, I think I, your I, challenge I, is to get <clears throat> is to provide the lighting for, or or the the lighting uh, marketing, so that any within your budget of the low end to the high end, so that for the most part, if a bride comes to you and wants everything, but the lighting is just too expensive and she and she doesn't book you because of it, then you know you have to debate whether if I went if I had a lower end lighting and said okay, well, can you afford it? And then I can make it work just to get the whole event. Um, you know, there's that side of it too, or you could just go high end. Cause I think if you're at the, uh, in this industry and you're shopping around, I would tell brides either go real low end and expect low on certain things and go real high end and expect great things from that. And if you go in the middle, you're going to die. Wow. I like that. I like that attitude, Lorenzo. Cause you don't know what um, you're going to get. Cause the middle could be a thousand bucks or it could be 400. And if you do the thousand dollar one and the limo sucks, then you're like, I'm out a thousand. But if you go low and you're like, you get a flat tire. Well, I spent 250 bucks. Get over well, it. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, that's true. Yeah, it is truth. And you know, and, you know, uh, you know, as you know, I'm from New Jersey and born and raised in New Jersey. I'm going to tell you a quick story, quick story. Yes. I was driving. Limos. This was before I DJed. Um, I was in between gigs. I was a Broadway uh, performer before uh, performer. I traveled uh, all along the United States doing Broadway shows. Uh, this was in between gigs. I was DJing, not DJing. I was driving limos. Yes. And we were in Monmouth County and, uh, there was three <laughs> Lorenzo. You'll appreciate this. We were going from the church, three limos from the church to Monmouth university where the reception was. Yep. And, um, one out of the three limos made it there. Like, like, wait, wait, I'm not, I wait, Lorenzo, I'm not lying. Uh, the first limo broke down. Okay, no problem. The, 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 the people poured into the second limo and the first limo. And then the, um, the second limo broke down. They had to call their people and pickup trucks were picking them up. And, and, uh, I was driving the first limo, my limo, but it was like, it was a decision. It was, and to be honest, the limo company I was driving for was a low end limo. You know, I've had a career in my life, but it was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. But they got what they paid for. You know, they went low end, they got low end, but man, man, was it a trip. And, but we all, you know, they all end up making to Monmouth University for the uh, reception, but in pickup trucks, uh, some were. But man, that was a crazy night. That was one. <laughs> Is this company still in business? I, you know, I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> uh, probably not, and I don't think so. Okay. After that particular event, gotcha, no. gotcha. Uh, no. But it was a, it was a learning experience, and that was before I even DJ right. went. 
at that time I was an actor in between gigs who didn't, you know, I was like, I'm going to end up a wedding DJ. Yeah. And I ended up a wedding DJ, yeah, you did. but, but I'm so grateful for my New Jersey experience. I, you know, I'm going on this program. It's not going to be long enough for me to uh, tell you all about I heard, I heard your story. I listened to the first couple of episodes. Don't you think I didn't sneak on that? No, but the, the, Lorenzo, there's, there's, there's stories in between. Well, well, I'm sure there are. That's uh... yeah. But, but Jersey, I miss Jersey. I miss the, you know, Jersey's episodic in so many ways, you know, in so many ways. Uh, I, I DJ here in the Washington, D.C. area. And wonderful, wonderful clients. But Jersey was different. It was special because I deal with New Jersey, Northern Jersey, New Yorkers. Um, it, it, was, it was incredible. It was an incredible time, incredible place. It has changed in the past five years, dramatically, this industry here in New Jersey, One, uh, 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 dramatically. How so? How so? Well, you brought up limos. The limo companies are going out of business because none of the, nobody's getting married in churches. So that's, well, okay. You got me. You got, you're right. You're nobody's right. getting married in churches. So I work with a couple of limo companies, or I have in the past, and I warned them about this, and I told them what direction they could think about going towards, as in uh, market yourselves towards the more uh, ethnic uh, cities, like a Jersey City, like a Newark, where Latin families still get married in churches, where as – and the North Jersey families are getting married down the shore more and more. Um, so I see that change. I see that the more you're in the middle, uh, the more you're dying out because you just get mixed up with everything. So you take someone like uh, on the higher end uh, of the DJ industry, they do well because they get the higher end or the wealthier or the client who wants to spend more. And then on the lower end, you can, you know, the diff for like a DJ in Jersey, right? The magic price is always in the past several years. The magic price is seventeen hundred dollars. That's the magic price. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm about there. Right. So if you're starting out, you come in at fourteen hundred, you're going to win out because you're at the low end, but you're close. Right. It's the ones that go at seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred. At that point, you're you're battling with three other DJ companies who are going to promise something different than you did. True. So it's sort of like you either got to go high end and say, I'm going to remove 80% of the clients, but I'm going to get the high end 20 or go to the bottom part, learn your chops and, you know, get, do the $1,400 wedding, do 30 more of them and then go to that higher. It's the ones in the middle. They're all fighting each other. Like, the, you know, so when brides go out there, they see prices and every price they see is 1700, 1700. They don't know what to ask. They ask for the price and that's what you get. Yeah. Right. Out here in Southern California, it seems to be like the price is like around twelve hundred, uh, and that's kind of like the low the low end. Um, I wouldn't say low end, but because there's still a lot of DJs um, uh, uh, that that are still five hundred, six hundred, nine hundred. Because uh, I started with this. Um, just I haven't really done anything with it, but I, observation. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of Bark, um, yeah. but it's like I guess wedding couples go online and they submit their budgets or whatever that they send this kind of like a little task route to anybody and see if anyone's interested in, in, in doing the job. And then if you're, you, if you're interested in doing the job, you, you know, you, uh, you, you pay like a small little fee or your, or points or whatever that you bought. Uh, and then you can bid on the job. But, um, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I see a lot of even below that 1200 price point And I, it kind of makes me a little nervous, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, 
I guess you you know come down to it, you pay for what you get, but uh, um, you have to get lucky at that subtle. point. You, you have it is playing the lottery. If you're looking for a wedding DJ at five hundred bucks, that's what you can afford, or you don't care, and it's basically like just a glorified Spotify. Someone like, like I would never get offended at someone who did that. I wouldn't care because if you ask me about cars, I literally need four wheels and a radio. Like I don't give a crap about your bougie oh, Audi, right. your BMW. To me, it makes zero difference. I see. I think they're beautiful cars. If I sat in it, I appreciate it. But like, I'm not spending sixty k on it, right? right but that's right. me. Someone else, my brother, who's a mechanic, thinks I'm absolutely out of my mind. So <laughs> it, it's all it's it's real. I just never get upset about it because soup cans on wheels. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, soup cans on wheels. Some are just more expensive. Than yes. Yeah. So uh, the difference is, or the X factor here is, is that, you know, it's a question of like, if I buy a crappy car or I buy a good car, I'm still expecting the car to work. Whereas if you're doing it in the service industry, if you spend low rent money, you have to understand that the guy might not show up. Right. Big oh, difference. Big difference. Yeah. Not, not, not even showing up. Um, Okay, you showed up. Is your equipment, you know, do you have good equipment? Are you trained? Can you MC? Are you going to introduce? Uh, you know, look, I, I, I don't, I don't know that equipment is a big factor anymore, though. I, I mean, I see DJs that are, you know, I mean, they might not carry the huge brand names, but they still have something that's decent. Dude, your clients have no uh, idea. They have, they don't care at all. That is a total DJ thing. Yeah, the yeah they're not. No yeah, idea. In, in. I, I think what it kind of, I think the difference though is, is the, you know, playing the right. I mean, you can, oh, I have thirty eight thousand songs, but you know, really, I just need to find the right one, the hundred, a hundred tracks, you know, that I need to play that would be the right songs. And then I think it comes down with the, the training part. You're right about, you know, you know, uh, getting that dance floor motivated and doing different things like that. And I think that's the part where you can't put a price on. There's no way to compare it. And I think you know, wedding couples are trained to. You know they're shopping by price because that's the only thing they know how to do. Yeah, does the you know how many hours? Yes, to, how many people does it come with the package? You know, and then you know being very specific so they can do the compare the comparison. Just kind of like you know if you're buying something at Best Buy and and you're you know doing the little drop down to do the comparison between them, but there, you can't compare. It's entertainment. You can't compare um, talent. Levels you can expect things, you know, my, certain things at a certain yeah. price point, but. The end result is is that you're talking about human beings, and you know uh, it can be challenging for brides who have so much going on, and grooms as well um, have so much going on, and they're getting hit with all these invoices and all this stuff, and it's like now on top of it, I have to even wonder if you're going to show up like that. The, and I say dude or guy because to be honest with you, it's only guys who would do that. The women who enter this world have to be tough as nails that they wouldn't dare miss anything. Yeah, they just wouldn't. Lorenzo. I think you're uh, in, in New Jersey, and I, I'm born and raised in New Jersey. I DJed in New Jersey uh, with, with a wonderful company. Mm -hmm. And um, I do think your 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 um, region is different. I think it's more competitive. Yeah. I think you guys are more aggressive. And, and on a lot of levels, I think you guys are better in a lot of ways. Um, you have to be to survive. Yeah. So in a nutshell... In a nutshell, as we wrap this up, what can you tell us um, about you and what you do and what, you know, brings you above the clouds, you know, from some other company um, in your region, in your region? 
as far as the, the the wedding day design and invitations and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. What, what your field of expertise is? Uh, well, I mean, just from spitting out the past thirty five minutes, I know this industry, and um, I know that. Yeah. So when it comes to things for like their wedding day stuff, uh, they're sitting and meeting with me. Um, and it, it, I'm telling you, if you can look at my reviews on Wedding Wire, The Knot, wherever, I'm invited to every wedding. And it's because I go through an entire – more than anybody. I meet them at Save the Dates. I talk to them with invitations and their parents. And we talk about who's paying for it. And, oh, mom – and dad are divorced and dad's new girlfriend is a jerk and she's going to be at the wedding and how do we put it on there and then the next thing you know we're laughing about other things and then we go into the uh the day of stuff you get real yeah no i don't i I, like i'm empathetic sympathetic on every level but i also don't just say look this is going to be 400 bucks it's not right not going to be the case so uh but yeah, the- well, I think you just nailed something on the head right there. Is I mean, you, uh, yeah, you can go online. Yeah, you can get it cheaper. But I think some I get asked a lot of times. Well, why? How? Yeah, you're right. How are we going to be? How are we going to introduce that? How? How do I? You know, get around that girlfriend. How do I? My parents hate each other. You know, how do we present this so that there's there's peace and happiness in the family dynamics? Yeah. Uh, the best thing and, I tell and couples I think that's kind is, of, as I always tell them, there's the battles and then there's the war. If mom and dad want to be on the invitation, put them on the invitation. It's not a big deal. If you know yeah. this or that, and I've dealt with like couples who dad has passed on. How do we put that on there? Like, and I always say, look, make yourself be happy about what you, what's on there, but like, don't spend too much time don't cause any rifts with the family the last thing you want is that you end up getting what you want and then your dad's uh three-year new girlfriend doesn't come to the wedding and then your dad's like i don't know if i can go and like just be reasonable with it it's just a battle it's not the war right absolutely well lorenzo that was amazing and i think you have a lot to offer the industry i hope that you uh strive and Keep striving for um, success with your clients and all that you do. It, it's an amazing industry, but yet it is an industry where we, you know, we battle for product and uh, to win over our clients. Yes. And uh, it's like you got your game together. I hope you keep it together and keep moving on, keeping on. Appreciate it. Thanks for so, Lorenzo. Yes. So, Lorenzo, if uh, wedding couples want to get hold of you for them for you to do some invitations, do some design, do some artwork. Sure. Uh, how do they get hold so of you? So you can go to uh, Sophia plus Abby. Sophia is S-O-F-I-A, which is my daughter's name, P-L-U-S for oh. plus. And Abby is A-B-B-I-E, which is my dog's name. So it's Sophia plus Abby.com, Instagram, and all the usual places as well. And for any wedding planners or anyone who's in the wedding industry, and I think that's one of the things that attracted me to having you do pretty much all my wedding <laughs> stuff. Yes. Uh, and then some is because uh, you do wedding stuff for other people. So therefore you kind of, yeah. you kind of get what, what's going on. So how do people find you? For so that? for that, I do every brand identity, web development, trade show stuff, consulting, and that you can find at uh, screaminglunatic.com, which the irony of course has nothing to do with weddings except for the name possibly. But um, I do uh, specialize in the wedding industry for the past 15 plus years. So screaminglunatic.com for that. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so I think we'll put a bow on this one. So if you're looking for any uh, uh, any d- more details, you want to find uh, Lorenzo's uh, details, it'll be on our blog uh, on theweddingzilla.com. Uh, feel free to send us a note, leave us a message, 
Uh, we're always looking for uh, um, new guests that we like to have on the show. We're also looking for topics from our wedding couples that listen to us. So if you have anything, drop us a line. Let us know that you're listening. Uh, and uh, we're, we have some uh, fabulous things coming up. So, Lorenzo, thanks for being Appreciate on. Appreciate it, guys. I think, uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks, guys. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Everything and everyone you need to hear while planning your wedding. Tons of resources are on our website, too. And you can submit ideas for future episodes. Visit theweddingzilla.com. Theweddingzilla.com. And stay connected. Stay connected on Facebook and Instagram. At The Weddingzilla. At The Weddingzilla. The Weddingzilla Podcast.